Hello and welcome. This is Perspective for Parents. My name is Nick Thompson, and this is a podcast for parents of adolescents. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Okay, this is part two of the topic of dating and relationships. If you haven't listened to part one, please go back, listen to that before listening to part two. Thank you. Here goes. Part two. Transitioning into another way, and I like to think of it as a fun way, to talk about what to be aware of or to look for to identify unhealthy relationships is to play music, love songs, and then review the lyrics afterward. I get such a kick out of, I get a, I get a kick out of, and I cringe. So I guess you could call that like, I get a kick and a cringe when I listen to the lyrics of some old love songs. You ever notice this? Listening to the lyrics of old love songs? So many of them describe abusive, possessive, toxic relationships. I'm serious. You may know this. You may not. Okay, but I'm not one of those people saying get rid of the songs that they shouldn't be played. I'm just saying I like to use them when talking to youth about the good and the bad of dating. It's interesting. They can spark good conversations. To demonstrate this, please, please listen to one of the most famous love songs of all time. Likely to be heard at a wedding dance, the next one you go to. And even likely to be the first dance. The song for the first dance the most important dance. The song I'm talking about is When a Man Loves a Woman by Percy Sledge. Performed by many others. Michael Bolton did a version. But uh, I, I've, I've got to go with uh, uh, Percy. Got to go with the original when it comes to the best version. No one, no one touches Percy's version. Okay, so you don't have to do this, but it could be fun. And it's how I usually do the exercise with the people I'm working with. You could, but you don't have to, you could pause this episode right now and go listen to When a Man Loves a Woman by Percy Sledge. It's under three minutes. You don't have to do it. I should say, it's not required to have the conversation. And so for those who don't want to listen to the song, I'm going to read the lyrics. Here are the lyrics to one of the most popular love songs of all time. One that so many couples... I've had their first dance, too, at their weddings. All right, here goes. When a man loves a woman, can't keep his mind on nothing else. He'd trade the world for a good thing he's found. If she is bad, he can't see it. She can do no wrong. Turn his back on his best friend if he puts her down. When a man loves a woman... Spend his very last dime trying to hold on to what he needs. He'd give up all his comforts and sleep out in the rain if she said that's the way it ought to be. When a man loves a woman, I give you everything I've got. Trying to hold on to your precious love. Baby, please don't treat me bad. When a man loves a woman, deep down in his soul, 
she can bring him such misery. If she is playing him for a fool, he's the last one to know. Loving eyes can never see when a man loves a woman. Okay. All right. So that's love? God, I hope not. Jeez, Percy. So let's break down those lyrics just a bit. And that's what I do when using this exercise with someone. I actually print off the know the eight before it's too late. And so we sit there and we both have a copy. We listen to the song and then we go through the lyrics and point out which of the eight signs of mental or emotional abuse is he parent in each verse of the love song. So that might look something like this, breaking down uh, when a man loves a woman. Okay, uh, uh, starting. When a man loves a woman, can't keep his mind on nothing else. All right, where's my sheet? No, the eight. Uh, That sounds a lot like number one, intensity. That's very intense. Okay, moving on. He'd trade the world for a good thing he's found. Okay, back to the sheet. Yeah, that's that's a little intense again. And it's starting to sound like a lot of control. Control, number three. If he's willing to trade the world, that's, that, that loved one of his soulmate has a lot of control. Okay, next lyric. If she is bad, he can't see it. She can do no wrong. End of lyric. Why can't he see it? All right. That sounds like some possible gaslighting going on. Gaslighting would fall mainly under the categories of control, isolation, and sabotage. If you don't know what gaslighting is, I'll give you a little description, a little little definition here from uh, Britannica. Gaslighting. An elaborate and insidious technique of deception and psychological manipulation usually practiced by a single deceiver or gaslighter on a single victim over an extended period of time. Its effect is to gradually undermine the victim's confidence in his or her own ability to distinguish truth from falsehood, right from wrong, or reality from appearance, thereby rendering them pathologically dependent on the gaslighter in his or her thinking or feelings. Okay, so that's gaslighting. And it sounds like if if she is bad, he can't see it. Possible gaslighting. Okay, next lyric. Turn his back on his best friend if he puts her down. Yep, number four. Isolation. She is trying to keep Percy from one of his main social supports who can provide the perspective needed to have a good and healthy relationship. The perspective needed to set some boundaries, sounds like. Next lyric. When a man loves a woman, spend his very last dime trying to hold on to what he needs. Yeah, more control. Sounds like that could be sort of a sabotage situation. Definitely making somebody spend 
all their money and having no uh, money or financial independence w- could sabotage a few things. Remember sabotage number six of the eight. Next lyric. He'd give up all his comforts and sleep out in the rain if she said that's the way it ought to be. Woo! Oof to Maya. That is a crazy level of control right there. Also quite isolating, number four. To have somebody sleep out in the rain? And not to mention, Percy might get hypothermia. This sounds dangerous. Next lyric. Baby, please don't treat me bad. Okay, that's, that probably means there's um, a little criticism, blame, and anger. Sounds like that's what's being referred to. Remembering criticism is number five, blame is number seven, and anger is number eight of the eight. Moving into some of the last lyrics. When a man loves a woman deep down in his soul, she can bring him such misery. If she is playing him for a fool, he's the last one to know. Loving eyes can never see. And that's the end of the lyrics. Well, I hope knowing the eight before it's too late helps your child's loving eyes see if someone is bringing them such misery or if they're being played for a fool or any and all of the other mental and emotional signs of an unhealthy relationship. Great song to slow dance to. Percy's got a great voice. I'm sorry, Percy. I have to disagree with you on this one. This is not what happens when a man loves a woman. And definitely not what happens when that woman loves that man back. So try this out. Use that song. Use a different song. Find a love song with toxic lyrics. It can be fun. Interesting. And by the way... There's no need to analyze every breath you take by the police. That one's just flat-out, obvious stalking. Remember those lyrics? It's crazy. You, like, slow dance to that? I think the lyrics were like, um, uh, what is it? Oh, oh, can't you see you belong to me? Uh, my poor heart aches uh, with every step you take. Every move you make. Every vow you break, every smile you fake, every claim you stake, I'll be watching you. What is going on there? And this has nothing to do with the topic, but just, uh, I was thinking Sting. Um, Remember in Zoolander, anybody watch Zoolander? When Owen Wilson's character, Hansel, he was getting interviewed and, uh, and it was asked like who he looks up to, who's a hero of his. And he answered, uh, Sting. Sting would be another person who's a hero. The music he's created over the years, I don't really listen to it, but the fact that he's making it, I respect that. I always like that. And when it comes to song selection, please don't even check out uh, uh, the Beatles' Run for Your Life. No need to review that one. That one's terrifying. Okay. And a final little exercise that I do Another thing I do is, is, is I read hackneyed, you know, cliche things that people will say when they're in love. And I ask the person or the class to have some fun with it and role play an answer. 
that would address the unhealthy or the uh, not okay nature of what was just said. And so I wrote down, I wrote down some of the answers that I've gotten from students over the years to certain uh, cliche over the top love statements. All right. First one taken from the, uh, uh, the police song, but said in other spaces and places, you belong to me. One student said this in, in response to that. Um, no, I don't. I don't belong to you. You don't own me. You don't own me. Shoot. This is Boulder, Colorado. You can't even own a dog. <laughs> I loved what this student provided. And she was right. In Boulder, dogs do not have owners, according to public ordinances. You can only be the guardian of the dog. Just a little fun fact about Boulder. Okay, next over-the-top statement that is frequently said, you are my everything. One high school student in class responded to that with this. Everything? Well, that's not good. What if we break up? It's not going to go well. I can't be your everything. You need other things, like people. You need these things to be well. So I'm going to need you to get on that. Chop, chop. Next unhealthy statement. I can't live. I just can't live without you. Student response. Well, we're going to need to address that immediately. And you need to get some support to make sure you can live without me. And I cannot be with someone who I feel may hurt themselves and their life if we break up. Next statement. I can't imagine my life without you. Student response. Okay, well, so remember before you met me? What could be similar to that? If you can't remember that, you may want to imagine. Now, you don't need to fantasize. But maybe, just maybe, it would be good for you to, at times, imagine your life without me. Well, because we're in a relationship, hopefully me being in your life is preferable. But that can't mean that me not being in your life is undoable. Next cliche. I don't know what I would do without you. Student response, okay, but you're confident you'd be able to figure that out, right? Next one, promise me you'll never leave me. Student response, "Uh, I can't do that, but let's just stay here, live now, I'm with you now, let's have a conversation about how to improve our relationship now. So that's just another exercise that I do with students to get them thinking about what a healthy relationship looks like, what an unhealthy relationship may look like. In closing, yeah, just some ideas as to how you as parents can have the important conversation about dating with your kids. Definitely, definitely share the, the know the eight before it's too late with your kids. Print that off. Have many copies. Maybe laminate one. Have a conversation with your child about the eight. And maybe 
have some fun and break down a love song. A love song that isn't really about love. Or try role-playing some of the the -the over-the-top cliches that are still in circulation. Oh, and and by the way, when I when I found that so unhelpful post on Pinterest about uh, about love, what was it? Uh, what a real boyfriend is. I also found a post right next to it, and I thought it was great. So I'm gonna close with that. It said, "Without respect, love is lost. Without caring, love is boring. Without honesty, love is unhappy." Without trust, love is unstable. Thank you for listening. If you found this podcast useful, please subscribe, rate, review, and share with a friend. If you would like to find more information about this podcast or my upcoming presentations, please check out my website, Perspective for Parents. Spelled out, that's perspective, the number four, parents.com. Thanks again.